Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today. Um, yeah, I was continuing John 6, right? That's going to be for the next few days. Um, is this reality of the Eucharist. Jesus speaking an incredibly difficult teaching, right? Because it's so misunderstood, right? But he says it so plainly. The bread that I'm going to give you is my flesh for the life of the world. He's going to continue and say, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you, right? He's going to get really deep really fast, and it's going to freak the Jews out. But we have to realize that this is just simply a teaching of Jesus, right? And this is what the church has maintained and taught for centuries, ever since this moment, right? Since the Last Supper, it continues on. And so I think, how do we know it to be true? Well, because Jesus said it, that's first. But also you look at his witnesses. You look at the people of the church. You look at why you're here today. If this was just a piece of bread, well, you could have stayed home and had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? If it was just a piece of bread, you didn't have to carve time out and try to find a parking spot at Nichols Campus, right? If it was just a piece of bread, well, then we're just all wasting our time. I've wasted my life, right? Um, if it's only bread, every martyr of the Holy Eucharist has wasted their life. But we know it to be more than a piece of bread. We know it to be the true body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, right? Um, I, I can't help but think, I, I, I'm... I'm just drawn to Blessed Pierre Giorgio Forsati this week. I just think that there's a particular friendship that he is uh, enveloping right now in my own heart. And his love for the Eucharist is just incredible to me. Because this was a young man who was, he died at 24 years old. And his greatest love was Jesus and the Eucharist. And it was only from that that his whole life became animated. Right? He served the poor in the streets of Turin in Italy, right? Um, he came from a very wealthy family, but he took all of his money and he would go and make sure that they all had the medications that they need, right? He was basically their little pharmacist and he was buying their medicines for them. He was taking care of them. He was making sure that they got what they needed. He was feeding them and he was doing all of that underground. Nobody even knew it. And when he died at 24 years old because he caught a severe disease that took his life, so many people from the streets showed up in Turin at his funeral, thousands. His family had no idea. They're like, where did all these people come from? But that was his life. That's, he just served, and he didn't want any attention. There was no pride in what he was doing. That was his greatest love, right? Jesus in the Eucharist, and it animated his life in serving the poor. But he also loved to mountain climb. And it was really fascinating because whenever he would go mountain climbing, he would always ask a priest to come with him, to go mountain climbing with him. And when they would get to the top of the mountain, they would celebrate Mass. For him, it was all about, he was like Andrew, the apostle. It was all about go get somebody and bring them to Jesus. Go get them and bring them to the, to the Mass, right? Or go to adoration with them. He would, it was said that he would play pool a lot. He was excellent in pool. And he would always he would make bets. Okay, if, if you beat me in pool, then I'm going to pay you X amount of money like we're betting on the table. But if I beat you, you have to come to a holy hour or come to Mass with me. Right? This was Pierre Giorgio's heart. It was his life. Everything in his life was animated by that one moment in his day that would nothing would ever stop him from going to communion. He couldn't wake up too early to get to morning Mass, and he couldn't go to bed too late to get to an evening Mass. For him, if he didn't receive Holy Communion, then his actions didn't mean anything. Everything of his life was animated. Now, this is a college student. This is a young adult who had life at his fingertips, Right? But he lived it in a Eucharistic way. And I think this is what we need to establish in our own lives. That we become a people who have a Eucharistic spirituality. 
what does that mean? Yes, it means that we are in the Adoration Chapel doing our Holy Hour. It means that you're coming to Mass as often as possible. But what's even deeper than that, though, is the Eucharistic spirituality means that we live out the words, those sacred words of Jesus. This is my body given up for you. Right? This is how we live. This is how Jesus was taught. Whenever the Blessed Mother received that from the angel, that's basically what she said. You can have my body to do with what you want. You want to take flesh of my flesh and bone of my bones to create the man God? Take it. Mary says, this is my body given up for you. Joseph could have said the same exact thing. He had his hopes. He had his dreams. He was a young man. He had everything before him, but he basically had to go, no, it's not my will but yours, Lord. This is my body given up for you to be able to raise the Son of God and to be the spouse to the Virgin Mary. Every husband and wife does the same thing. This is what y'all say. I'll never forget a friend of mine. She had a C-section in one of her first pregnancies. And I'll never forget this. She said she's lying there on the table, and it was very complicated. And she said the C-section did not go all that well. And she said, I'm lying there, and I'm looking at my baby down there. And she said, I'm looking at my body, and I'm a bloody mess. And she said, I looked at my baby as a doctor held him up, and I said to my baby, this is my body given up for you. Every husband says the same thing. The many times that you want to be home, but you've got to go out and you've got to work and you've got to provide for the family and you'd rather be doing other things. You'd rather be with your kids or your family or your friends doing things. No, you're saying this is my body given up for you. It's completely other-oriented, absolutely other-oriented. Every priest says it, of course, every day in Mass, right? But where was the first moment that I said that as a priest? I'll never forget it. It was at my ordination. There's an incredible moment in ordination of every man that gets ordained a priest where he is laying flat on the ground. And it's a symbol of his death. He's just lying down prostrate on the ground. And the people and the choir is chanting to the saints in heaven. It's the great litany of saints. St. Francis, pray for us. St. Anthony, pray for us. St. Peter, pray for us. St. Paul, pray for us. Like, they're chanting all this, and the priest is flat down in a symbol of dying to himself, and then he will rise up as a new man and go up to the bishop and have his hands consecrated. That moment is whenever the priest is saying to himself, this is my body given up for you. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That moment for me was so powerful, <laughs> I cried like a baby. Like I was kind of embarrassed because my body, my sister said my body was shaking like that on the ground. And when I stood up, literally, there was a puddle of my tears right there. And the cantor had to walk over with a cloth and wipe it all up so nobody slipped. This is my body given up for you. It's how we become most Christ-like. And if we want to continue to say that with our very lives day after day, this is where we get the strength to say it. We come and we get the strength from Jesus in the Eucharist who gives us His body so that we can have the strength to go out there and bring the gospel, but to endure those inner struggles that Blessed Pierre Giorgio Forsades talked to us about yesterday. We receive strength to fight those inner demons from the Eucharist. Right? So if I'm not eating the bread that comes down from heaven, imagine if you didn't eat all day long and you only ate on Sundays. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you never ate. Yeah, our souls need this because we're in our exodus and we're on our journey back to eternal life. 
this food that comes down from heaven is the bread of the angels. And Jesus says, you have to eat of it. And when you do, then you will have life. Not just physical life, but eternal life will be given unto us. Amen?